Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The 11 to 1 show. My next guest spent 20 years in a career that wasn't for him because he was scared of taking a risk and failing at something he'd love. Now, this is a scenario that no doubt resonates with a lot of us, but with the arrival of a brand new year, don't we owe it to ourselves to stop running away from our desires and take that chance? Thank God Mark Carlin did take the chance and moved away from the corporate world and into the world of coaching because not only has he improved his own well-being and the relationships that he has with those around him through his work as a transformational life career and corporate well-being coach he has given others the tools to transform their own lives for the better but in order to transform we must first face that which makes us vulnerable and this is what's going to be the focus of our chat I'm delighted to welcome the inspiring Mark Carlin to 11 to 1 how are you getting on Mark thank you so much for joining us I'm great delighted to be here tonight Sinead now, before we delve into this topic, uh, which I have a feeling is going to be a very important chat, Mark, tell us a little bit more, though, about your own story, because over 20 years ago, you were in a very different place and a very different mindset. Yeah, Sinead, I was a graduate of university a long time ago, and I was moving around looking for things to do. And I found my way because I had a degree in economics. So you'd naturally find your way towards the banking industry. Mm. And I knew after a week it wasn't for me. Yet it still took me 20 years to get out of it. And my friends would all say to me, why are you still in a bank? But you know how life happens to us. And suddenly we're in this thing a couple of years and then we're getting paid and then we have a mortgage and then we have kids. And suddenly we feel a little bit stuck. We feel a little bit trapped because we look at the money we're making as being the most important thing, being able to provide being the most important thing, despite our own well-being in the situation. Now, I should be clear, there's part of it that I enjoyed. Mm. There was part I loved people. I loved working with people, but there was so much stress that I wasn't good at managing. So many late nights every single every single day that I wasn't good at managing. And it came to a point for me a few years ago. It was actually um, in December during the first lockdown, during the lockdown, and I was sitting at my desk and it was 11 o'clock at night and I was still working again. And it actually dawned on me that if I didn't change what I was doing, this was the future for the rest of my life. What was even more important to me, Sinead, is my father died quite young. He died at 57 years old. Okay. It dawned on me that he didn't even get to retire. So I was looking at my life going, well, is this is it. Is this all that my life is going to be? It's just doing this job and then that's it. And that frightened me even more than the fear of change. And that became the catalyst for actually making the change that I needed to make. Because our life is not waiting for us to live it. We'll keep going. It'll keep going. If we don't start making decisions, if we don't take responsibility, if we don't take charge, nothing will change. 
There's so much to unpack there in what you've just said. But would you say then that the lockdown, that sort of time where we all went a little bit inward and started to sort of reflect on kind of where we were headed, was that the light bulb moment or were there a series of light bulb moments that led up to this point, but they kind of pushed away? I've always been searching, Sinead. Mm. I've always been searching for something more, searching for something different. I would find myself doing meditation courses, doing philosophy retreats, doing all sorts of different stuff, trying to always find, looking for answers. And unfortunately, like the mistake an awful lot has made, always looking externally for the answers. But the answers are never found externally. They're always found internally. It's always that connection with ourselves, what we really need, what we really want. And for me, it's been bubbling for a long time. My wife would always be saying, Mark, will you not just do something different? You know, something that would mm. make you happy. And I wouldn't make that change because, again, fear of the unknown, fear of making a mistake, fear of doing the wrong thing, fear of failure. And also, and this is something that I hear so much in what I do, people come to me saying, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. we struggle. We don't know what it is because we go and the people in school who wanted to be nurses or doctors or guards when they were young, they knew what they wanted to be. They never had a, ch- uh, a doubt. The rest of us, we struggle and fall our way to wherever it is. And I've met people in their 70s who, say, who can say to me they still don't know what they want to be. And I think that becomes a hard part of it for us because we don't know what that is. Yeah. And for me, um, I was actually made, of luck would have it, I was being made redundant a couple, about, about a month after I had that epiphany in terms of I needed to make a change. Well, do you know and what? That's really offered... fantastic that you've said as luck would have it. Can we all just take a moment <laughs> for Mark recognising that that was a lucky moment? I love that. Well, it, and I have to say, it took me a while to get to that straight away because yeah. initially there was like, oh, anger. Why am I not good enough? What's wrong yes. with me? You know, and, and all the rest of the things and trying to excuse it, trying to make logic of it. But I said to myself at that moment, I actually found out, I went for a walk and I said to myself, here's your chance. This is an opportunity right now. If you do not take this, then you can go back and you can live that nightmare that you've been thinking about or you can take this opportunity. So I just jumped. I jumped at the opportunity because here it was and I'm not getting any younger. Yeah. And you decided then, so what, as you mentioned there, you know, aspects of the banking in terms of working with people, that kind of thing, that appealed to you. Was there a lot of inner work and also a lot of exploration as to where you were going to go next? I suppose I'd always kind of known, like years ago, somebody asked me, what would you love to be doing if you could do anything in the world? Yeah. And I said, I'd love to motivate people. I'd love to Mm -hmm. find a way to inspire people, to help people be the best version of themselves. So I'd been always thinking about that. That would be in the back of my mind. What could I do? How could I do it? And I actually, through the work that I was in, I started with, the, they were given life coaching and I jumped in with this life coach and I just ended up having these long, long conversations with her about what she did, how she did it, why she did it, what this was all about. And I realized this is this is the thing for me. This is the kind of thing that I would love to do. And, and I absolutely jumped into it. And anyone I've spoke to said, that is amazing that you're doing that. That is fantastic for you. That is the perfect thing for you, which was very reassuring. Now, I should add, um, one of my friends did tell me when we were out one night, they said that someone else I know heard I was doing this and said, him, how can he do this? Oh. And I, I thought about that for about six months. Mm. I thought about maybe they're right. Maybe I can't do this. What am I even doing? Who do I think I am? And what that did for me, it just goes to show you how you can feed your own doubts still, even though you know you're going in the right path. And now the fact that I can tell you about it, it just show you that evolution from being vulnerable about what someone can say to transforming it into how you can motivate yourself. 
Oh, it really is. And this is bringing us nicely then to what you posted on LinkedIn just really resonated about vulnerability. So you start off saying, too often in life I've run from vulnerability and that has failed me each and every time. And that really struck me, that even that first line. So first, firstly, how does your vulnerability manifest for you? In what ways are you vulnerable even now? Well, for me, I'm speaking openly about being made redundant. I'm speaking mm. openly about knowing that I wasn't in the right space, about not doing the things that are right by who I need to be as a person and not living up to a life and an expectation I set for myself. And expectations are dangerous, but I mean an expectation that I'm here to live my life to the best ability that I can. Like I will give talks in companies and organizations and the talks on well-being, talks on habits, on time management. And I am the example of what not to do. Because I look at how I live my life over these periods and what I was doing, how I was stressing myself out, how I was being overwhelmed, how I was falling into all these traps. How, here's a great example of it from a work perspective. If I was struggling at work, instead of trying to be smart about it, I would think I would work harder and work harder. And working harder was just trying to protect me from the fact that I was struggling because that was me not being vulnerable. So now I can put my hand up and say, you know what, this isn't working and I have to accept that this isn't working. And this goes for all aspects of my life. Let's say I've got a teenage daughter, you know, you're struggling yeah. with your kids and we fight against against the kid. But it's, sometimes it's us that's the challenge here because we're struggling with our own ability to deal with this. Or in any relationship we're in, how often in our relationships, and I'm happily married for the last 15 years, but there's times when I w- we were having rows because I wasn't comfortable being vulnerable in certain situations. I wasn't willing to open up and be honest in a relationship. And that's not good because once you are, and once you get to that space, it changes everything for you because you own yourself. And a, a lovely line I heard years ago that I've never forgotten is, when you begin to accept your flaws, nobody can use them against you. Mm. And that's very powerful. It is. And it's that's the tricky thing is that acceptance that you're talking about there. Now, you know, most of us, again, would, would agree with everything that you're saying there. Um, but it's in our DNA, isn't it? This idea of this fight or flight instinct. Uh, but what, what, what happens when we continue to run away from our own vulnerabilities? We have a lifetime of regret ahead of ourselves. Mm. We have a lifetime of pain. It is so difficult and so exhausting trying to defend ourselves all the time. Because what happens from a vulnerability perspective is we get afraid. We get afraid of shame and feeling ashamed. And when we do that, we start to defend ourselves. And we start to build armor around ourselves. And that armor is all sorts of different things. It's an example of the beliefs that we hold. The I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I can't change what I do. I can't do something else. I can't do something different. Every one of these beliefs is a limiting belief and it holds us in the wrong space. And if we look at the word belief, the word lie is in the written of the word belief. Oh, yeah. Because yes. a belief is not true. Yeah. It's, it's not true. It's not the truth. What is the real truth? The truth is, I don't know if I can do this. The truth is, I've never tried. The truth is, maybe I can. Maybe I'm actually good. Maybe I can learn and get better and better and better at what I do. And that's what's really available for us. If we continue to push the other way, we continue to live in a negative cycle for ourselves. And there's no freedom in that because Mm. we're having to defend ourselves, play these roles all the time and it never, ever stops. It never ends. It's just continuous, continuous loop until we learn that piece of self-acceptance. And not just self-acceptance. It comes from self-awareness into self-acceptance and then a little bit of self-compassion to accept we will make mistakes because we're human, but at least we can learn and grow from those mistakes. 
That's exactly it. And I love that you've pointed out that in the middle of the word belief is the word lie. I love that. And do you find as well that men are running from their vulnerabilities a lot more, say, than women? Like, I know you do have a specific talk on uh, vulnerability, but also one aimed at men, which is called the power of vulnerability, which sounds like a contradiction, but I completely get where you're coming from with this. Oh, completely, completely, Sinead. It's a lot of this is how we're conditioned. You know, mm. you're growing up and you have to you have to man up and you yeah. have to be strong. And we don't want to be thought of as soft. We can't face failure because that's not good enough. We don't want to be wrong. We don't want to reveal weakness. We don't want to show fear. We're we're very afraid of being criticized, ridiculed, stereotyped into a certain space. But all that does is that helps us build the armor a little bit further to stop us being who we are, as opposed to letting it go and accepting those parts of ourselves. Because, you know, when when we think of the word vulnerability as weakness, Mm. to be vulnerable, it takes courage. And to be brave and to speak your truth, that's the opposite of weakness. So how can it be weakness if we have to be there? And I think, too, something I'm always thinking in the space is it's very authentic to be that. And whenever we meet someone who is truly authentic and true to themselves, we gravitate towards it because we're like, wow, they have something that I'd love to have for myself. Or we run a mile from it because we're not ready to face and confront who we really are. Oh, completely. And there's so many different aspects that this can bleed into, you know, in in our lives. But I suppose today's focus, I suppose, is from the professional side of things. Particularly, we were talking there this morning that uh, the majority of people that were surveyed recently have a three year itch in the job that they're in. Okay, now I would say that there's people listening in that have a 10 or a 15 or a 20 year itch uh, that they want to sort of escape their, their job. They want to do something different. But there is something, these lies that we tell ourselves that are holding them back. So what's the first step, Mark? What is the first step to going, okay, I I, I need to kind of get myself into a different uh, work situation, which will then hopefully impact on the rest of my life? I think the very first step is become beginning to get to know ourselves a little bit better, which might sound a little bit strange. You'd like to think that whatever age we are, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years old, we should know ourselves by now. But we don't because we haven't asked ourselves the proper questions. And we start to look at what do we really value in this life? What's the things that are most important to us? I work a lot of people with a lot of people Jeanette, who are struggling to make decisions. A lot of it can be around changing jobs or doing all sorts of things. And they're struggling to understand why. We look at two things. We look at what are your criteria? What do you want to get out of something? Or what do you need to get out of it? Like a certain wage, a certain standard of living, a certain, you know, work Monday to Friday, whatever that is. But then what we really dig into is what are your values? What are the things that are most important to you? And if I bring it the whole way back to myself and changing career, yeah. I did a good exercise on values before I before I changed. And my values were having some independence, but my values were in finding a way to help people and in communing with people. And I realized they're my values. So how do I find a way to work in those values? Because when you begin to live a life in line with your values, You don't need to second guess yourself. There's no doubt because you know what you're doing is right by who you are. So that's the perfect place to start. Look at what you value, figure out what those things are. And then you start to look at, well, how do I create a life and create a career or create a way to work that honours those values for myself? I love that. And I love that you have to sort of, as you say, take that time because so often if we do have a three year itch or whatever, we sort of leap into the next thing without sort of fully considering, Okay, are we actually doing something that's going to be beneficial or are we going back into a similar scenario and we're going to find ourselves in this situation, you know, down the line? Um, 
the other thing as well that can impact people, particularly nowadays, and I think Mark 20 years ago would agree with me as well, is in our very busy lives is this kind of idea of overwhelm. And it's something that you see time and time again cropping up, I'd say, with people that you work with. Oh, look, I was asking, I was doing a, a day session down in Roscommon before December and I was asking people, do you remember when um, the internet first came in, the technology started to ratchet mm. up and we all thought our lives were going to get simpler and so much easier now that technology <laughs> was going to do the work for us. What happened? How did we let this happen? We seem to be so, so busy all the time. It's because we're giving our attention to everything else. We're giving our attention away all the time. And if somebody tells me that I'm too busy for anything, I don't have time to take a break. I'd ask them to check their phone usage for a start because that'll tell you how much time you really have. But even in simple things, if we're overwhelmed, a break is a good way to start to help ourselves out because if we keep going and going and going, eventually we burn out. If you're making a cup of tea, instead of spending two minutes on your phone while your tea is brewing, because that's what you're supposed to do with the tea, to leave the tea bag in it, instead, Mm. breathe for two minutes. Take a second and then restart. But learn how to prioritise. What are the tasks that's most important to me right now? What do I need to do? Learn some time management skills around delegation, around being able to pass off stuff to other people, around removing stuff that doesn't matter. I'll give oh, you an the, example. De- the I, delegation thing is hard for control freaks like me, Mark. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> okay, okay, right. It is absolutely hard for a control freak like you, right? But can you do every single thing? Well, I can I can try my best, but as you say, I'll be working myself into the ground if I don't delegate. I, I hear what you're saying, I know. But we're not always delegating to somebody else. Okay. We're delegating to our future self as well. Okay, yeah, so yeah. when you think of delegation, look at all the things you have to do and go, right, right now, this and this and this, these are the most important things. These are my main priorities, right? I'll delegate this, this and this to my future self. And if they are critical in two days time, well, then we'll deal with them then. If they're mm. not, well, then they're not critical. So we begin to juggle in a way that we begin to manage ourselves a little bit better because that's what we're doing all the time. We're trying to manage ourselves so we can function optimally all the time. Right, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. And sometimes I do kind of go, oh, that's future Sinead's problem, which is a great way to compartmentalise all of the tasks that's on your list. For people listening in right now, though, who are in a job that they hate and they are messaging in on 0861800658 and they see no way out and they're telling themselves lies that they could never do this or that. What's the one thing that you would love them to take away from what we've discussed? The very idea that we can see no way out. That's a belief. It's not true because your life can change in a single moment. In a single moment, we get a phone call, someone knocks on the door and our life is completely changed and completely different. So the thing to do is what is the smallest step you can take to move yourself towards something you'd enjoy? What is the littlest thing you can do? And maybe that is you create a profile online for jobs. Maybe that is you talk to someone who's working in a job that you like. Mm. Maybe that is you begin to create your CV and work in that space. But it's not about... Where where we get scared uh, an awful lot, Sinead, is, is, and this is an example of me not changing careers for a long time, is it's as if we're standing on the Grand Canyon and we're looking over to the far side and we think we have to jump from one side to the other side. Yeah. But we don't. There's steps down to the bottom. We walk across the bottom and then we walk back up to get to the far side. Everything is a step by step a step until we get there. So start with the smallest step because once you move forward, you have momentum, you have forward progress and you're moving and it changes your perspective once you start moving. Great advice, Mark. I could speak to you all day. There's so much that we've learned from this discussion. Uh, how can people reach out to you if they want to work with you? 
Yeah, you'll find me uh, very easily on my LinkedIn or on Facebook at Mark Carlin Coaching and also on my website at markcarlincoaching.com uh, or an, even, an email by markcarlincoaching at gmail.com. Fantastic, Mark. Thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with us today. Lovely, lovely to be here, Sinead. Thank you so much, Mark Carlin. Lot to digest. If you missed any of that, I will have it podcast out later on in lmfm.ie. The 11 to 1 show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.